everybody. Welcome to Music Therapy. I'm Jessica Risker. I am a musician based here in Chicago and I'm also a licensed clinical professional counselor. Music Therapy is a show I started during the pandemic quarantine to uh, provide a space for musicians, the music and artist community to connect, talk about mental health issues, to kind of share stories and uh, just be in touch with one another and support each other one, uh, during all of this. Um, and today we're going to have Mick Fansler on. Mick Fansler is the 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 mastermind behind uh, the curls. He's going to be on in just a second. Um, I'm going to get started off by playing a song here, and uh, then we'll have Mick on, and we'll spend we'll spend the afternoon or, or the next you know bit of the afternoon talking to him. Um, this is a song that's off of my album I See You Among the Stars, and it's. It always makes me feel kind of a fallish vibe, so I'm going to start off with this and then we'll get Mick on. It's called Help Me. Okay. Sophie, Mick, David, Doug. Hey guys. I just, I just uh, found out that I'll be playing Tack Room, an outside show at Tack Room, which is connected, the piano bar connected to Talia Hall next Sunday at 1. 
So, uh, if you guys want to walk by on the street and say hi if you're down there in Pilsen, uh, please do. It's Sunday the 20th at 1 o'clock. And let's see. Um, I'll go ahead and let's just get Mick on. That's, that's who we all want to talk to anyway. Alright, here is Mick. Let's connect with him. Okay, connecting. Hi. Hello. How are you? Um, I'm doing good. That was uh, beautiful. Thank you. I've heard that one, I think, many times before. It's kind of, you've played it for a while, right? I've played it for a while, yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's great. Thank you. How yeah. are you? How have you been feeling? Um, pretty crazy, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah, pretty crazy. I think I swayed between sort of like complete nihilism and then just like overwhelming anxiety and anger. That makes sense. Uh, I hear you, and let's yeah. talk. Let's talk about it. <laughs> well, let me let me ask you. Yeah, I mean, let me let me ask you. Like, what is your what does your daily life look like these days? <laughs> um, let's see. Lately, I feel like I wake up and I lay in bed and look at Twitter for like an hour and a half. Is that where the anger comes from? A little bit, although. <laughs> There's some, I don't know, sometimes it makes me feel good because there's, you know, a lot of um, just absurd, funny things on there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess a lot of anger does come from that. It's almost like masochistic sometimes. Twitter in particular. Yeah. But I don't know, like, I never really used Twitter until this year, and especially during all this, because uh -huh. I have nothing else to do, it feels like. And uh, sometimes, I, I, I don't know, I like using it as a way to write. So I'll just like tweet all day as like a writing exercise. Uh-huh. Yeah. Are you, what, what are you writing? <laughs> are you writing jokes, commentary? What are you writing on there? I'm just like owning all the libs and, <laughs> and the, uh, the QAnon people all day. Uh -huh. um, no, I don't know. I just, it's a nice place to like write little jokes and thoughts, obviously. I guess that's what it's supposed to be for. Um, so are you working right now? Well, so when all this started, I, I've been doing like a dog walking business for like, mm -hmm. I don't know, six years. Um, and Is so it that's your, gone. Your yeah, so I inherited it sort of through my yeah. friends, but um, that's, that's over. So um, I don't know, I've been like running social media accounts for these comic book artists. Uh-huh. Um, that my friend Rami like kind of helped me out with that job. So I've been doing that for a while now. Uh -huh. um, so yeah, I guess like I'm kind of working. It's just like freelance work, but yeah. It doesn't sound like it's particularly structured. No, not really. I not just like, like schedule posts for them every day. And it takes like, I don't know, like an hour. Is it, okay, okay. So you, you're getting up, you're looking at Twitter. I'm on Twitter. social media like a lot. So I guess that's like why that kind of explains, I think, the anxiety and then the nihilism, because I feel like those are the things that kind of consume you if you're on <laughs> like your phone all day. What are you feeling anxious about? Well, it seems like the world's kind of like ending a little bit or like we've like reached a breaking point, you know? Um, so, yeah, I guess that makes me anxious that like half the country's like on fire. Yeah. And then the rest of the country is like, I don't know, people are getting like kicked out of their homes probably really soon and now. So it's like, yeah, yeah, that makes me anxious, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I, um, a great deal of anxiety is, I think, very reasonable right now. Um, what about the nihilism? Well, I think the nihilism is sort of like, I don't know, it's like thinking about like, how is this going to like, get better? And like going down all the that rabbit hole and thinking like, I it's, it's, it's almost like the transition I felt like of going from optimism, a shred of optimism, like back in January. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's like kind of stupid to base how you feel too much on like politics, or like political things. But I do think like January, it felt like something good might be possible. 
you know, like the highest level of our government in a way. Yeah. I think you had a, an Instagram post where in January, February, you said 2020 sucks, y'all. And that was before, you know, <laughs> you were, you were sort of ahead of the game. And I found that the other day and I was looking for your pictures. Yeah. Well, maybe I wasn't as optimistic as I thought. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it's a little, one thing I think a lot of this has taught me is like, it's a, it's definitely like a little foolish to think like, to base all your optimism on, you know, maybe like electoral politics, I suppose, which is, I guess, what I was sort of feeling like good about at that time. Yeah. Um, although, yeah, I think more of it is just like, I mean, I, some of that optimism is still there. Cause like, you know, like whatever, you know, the Bernie thing's over obviously sort of, but like, I don't know, a really pretty large movement is happening still that's actually pretty exciting in a lot of ways. So I don't know, yeah. Yeah, it's a mixed bag. I mean, I feel like right now in particular, it, it the combination of the uncertainty and the stress that's sort of culminating with the election approaching. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, David. No, I, I'm sort of I'm I'm hoping that football will absorb some of the emotion here, but who knows? But I, yeah, I have been watching a lot of basketball lately. Actually, that has been making me feel better a little bit. I hadn't watched sports in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I should base all of my feelings <laughs> on sports. I mean, it was a big hole for a lot of people to not have sports to watch. Yeah. yeah. I saw that for a while people were watching marble races. Do you ever see that? Marble races? They would make these really elaborate courses oh. for marbles. Yeah. That's <laughs> 2020. Yeah, well, that sounds cool. What do we see? Oh, there's a startup here. Mick, you can, you can handle that one. Um, what is, okay. <laughs> so, okay. So. Sorry, I was you... confused by a comment. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Jan in the background? Is that your wife? Yeah, she's laughing at me. Um, hello, Jan. I wanted to ask about, I, I'll, I have a question about, you know, playing music with, with her and how that works, but I, I'll ask that a little bit later. Right now, I, I want to like zone in a little bit more on your day to day. So right now I'm getting you wake up. There's Twitter. Oh, yeah, we didn't there's, get past that. there's social media management to do. That sounds like that's a few hours of your day. How else are you spending your day? Let's see. Um... Well, I guess we can just talk about lately. I mean, it's kind of like varied, I guess, over the past six months. Yeah. Let's focus on this week. I've been, I've been running, which uh -huh. is a big deal for a fat fuck like me. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's been making me feel good. Although, like, I kind of hate running, and I, but like, I don't know. Like, I kind of like having a. I'm pretty competitive, I think, sometimes, and. Mm -hmm. There's not a whole lot of like things to like satisfy that right now because there's uh -huh. not much to do. So running has been good. I've been trying to beat my times on my uh -huh. miles. So that's been good. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'll do the social media stuff most of the day. And then uh, I've been going for runs. I've been reading. I think I've read more books than I've read in like five years in the past uh -huh. couple months. So that's been nice. Uh -huh. Yeah, I don't know. I read. I've been reading, going for a run, um, torturing myself on my phone. Um, I don't know, watching like way too much TV, uh, take my dogs for walks, you know, love my wife. <laughs> right. Make time for that. Make time for my wife. That sounds similar to Jake, who I talked to on Wednesday. He said he's doing a lot of reading, a lot watching tons of movies and really like yeah. turning inward, kind of exploring that stuff lately. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, I was thinking about like when you talk to Coleslaw, which is like, mm -hmm. I feel like more like at the beginning of all of this. Yeah. And I remember him, cause I felt kind of the same. I think he made the point of like, this is kind of like nice in a way of like being able to just kind of like do things you enjoy around the house and not feel necessarily like a pressure. Uh -huh. You should be doing something else cause there isn't much else to do. Right. Um, although I think like now that we're six months, six months in, I, I maybe don't feel as quite like excited about that. But yeah. Yeah. There is something nice about 
going inward and not, you know, like stressing out or caring too much about, um, from a music perspective, like promoting things or something like that, or having to like spend hours and hours pleading with people to book you um, in weird towns. Although I do kind of miss it at this point, but. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, I was gonna ask, what is the pressure that's not there right now? So booking, promoting, is there anything else that you, the pressure sort of removed? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's been nice a little bit with like the way I've been approaching playing music because I think maybe I got a little warped for a while, like thinking like constantly like having to prepare things for performance or like recording and just being a little more like, I don't know, I don't really look at playing lately as there being any end goal, which is like something I missed feeling like. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, maybe, I don't know, that pressure seems kind of gone, or at least, I mean, I guess it could be there if I want it to be. It's not like I don't see bands still like mm -hmm. spending a lot of time still promoting themselves, which I have like mixed feelings about, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's sort of nice not having the feeling, but I'd probably be lying if like, I didn't miss some of that like pressure to like finish something maybe. Yeah, of course. But, I mean, when you're talking about, you know, getting something ready to perform what are you referring to there are you talking about like writing new material or well i think it's like it's like i feel like the past few years it's like kind of constantly playing shows like yeah. touring or locally and um i think it's more like having feeling the pressure to like constantly kind of prepare and refresh and refine like a set uh -huh. And that sort of starts to feel a little like restrictive to me, and I'll feel like I can't do anything else besides you that. Mean, you mean that should be what you're? You feel you should be spending all your time on that? I'm saying the, like the I, set I think itself I is restricted. Feeling that way, like, and it sort of felt like it almost um, impedes progress in a way sometimes if you're in that mode for too long because you're just like playing the same stuff all the time a little bit and not feeling like I have time to like write, you know? Oh, I see what you're saying. That's more okay. You also had kind of a change up in your band. So that yeah, probably but, took some time too, I would imagine, to get everybody on board with. What yeah. Well, that was like the story of the past like two years is like a lot of changeover constantly. Yeah. Especially like the rhythm section. Yeah. Which is like, to me the most important part so uh -huh. um yeah there was that too which is like although it was at the end of last year we kind of like locked in with like uh -huh. a four piece that we've we still have now i guess but um yeah that was sort of like it's like you're constantly doing things over and over again like reteaching um yeah. trying to get comfortable and that takes a while. I mean, I, I think usually to get to a place where it's like, feels comfortable, but. Oh yeah, I totally agree. It can be frustrating sometimes. Um, yeah. So it's so, nice not to deal with that as much. And without playing shows, it's like, the sort of like stress of scheduling shit all the time. Yeah. Like, we gotta like get this in, like these rehearsals in or whatever. I don't know. That's kind of nice not to feel that way, just to play when we can and when we feel like it. but. I mean, you guys, you are great performers, and you always sound great. So I can, I mean, the, the work definitely shows. Um, so it sounds like you're talking about, you know, previous to this, you felt some pressure. There's promoting, there's rehearsing, there's booking. And then also, it's, I think that I heard you say that sometimes that felt like that didn't leave enough room for writing or creating new material. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. You, one thing I wanted to like ask you to speak to a little bit is that, you know, you have a very goofy, lovable pre presence, but you also seem very ambitious. You also seem like serious about it. You're not just fooling around. <laughs> Would you agree with that assessment? Um, yes, but also I'm glad you brought up ambition because I've been thinking about that like a lot the past six seven months 
Um, and I've come to the conclusion that like ambition is kind of evil. <laughs> Um, or at least misplaced ambition. Like I was kind of reflecting that I think maybe for the past couple of years, I let a little bit too much of that seep in to like, I don't know, like my being, just like thinking about it too much. Like, I don't know, I guess like just spending six months, like the past six months have been like, speaking to that nihilism thing a little bit, it's kind of mm-hmm. like, it's made me think like, why like why would i give a shit like about um like progressing and i like some sort of like career thinking too much about it like i don't know i don't know if that makes sense but yeah i feel like i've been i was feeling like i was getting too letting ambition kind of like be too much of a driving force instead of just like having fun playing music and like progressing and like exploring as opposed to like which fucker's gonna like say something nice about this album like that people will be impressed with or something so how would that looking at it from that with that filter the filter of ambition how would that shape you know the way you might approach writing or performing i'm not sure actually i don't know if it like affected the way ever affects the way I would write a song Uh too much but I think it affects the way of like how hard I'm gonna like try to hustle to get that song in front of certain people okay you know or like it's more like on the side of like the PR aspects or whatever of Mm -hmm. playing I don't think it I I don't feel like or at least it's been a long time since I felt like I was purposely ever trying to write a song that like Ooh, I think a lot of people will like this sound. Yeah. I think maybe I did that on a one of the, like, maybe like four years ago, I feel like one of those records we made was more, I was a little too concerned with like trying to capture like a palatable, like indie sound. Uh I firmly don't care about that anymore, but yeah. Yeah, I think maybe that's what, part of it is I mean I don't know like ultimately what I've always just wanted is like it feels good to play to a room full of people so like whatever I can do to get to that is kind of the goal but Uh when it starts to hamper like how much I'm enjoying it it's like then it's like why it's not really worth it is it to do you know so I don't know so this is rebalancing you a little bit yeah I think I think yeah actually it's probably been positive in that aspect of like why do you think why do you think i mean you you could easily be here like chomping at the bit like i can't wait to get going again sucks you know having that attitude towards it but why do you think the space is you know causing you to reflect in this direction well i got a lot of time to think yeah (laughs) um yeah i don't know i think it's just like reflecting a lot and like maybe feeling a little inspired by other artists that kind of approach things and in, in certain ways that I want to, that I'd like to emulate. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's just like, well, one, it's like, there's a lot more important things going on. I feel like in the world than like my band. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it, it's like, obviously it's important to me because yeah. it's like, it's like most of my life is based has been based around that for like yes. six years now or something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I don't know how you could help but like look around you and maybe think like I don't know, like I don't care that much <laughs> like right now about how many people like are gonna like buy my record or like yeah. I don't know. I don't want to be like too negative about it because it's like I know like a lot of people's livelihoods are are totally dependent on that and and have been, and I certainly wasn't in that boat quite yet. I yeah. feel like, like I mean I I guess that goes back to ambition. That was part of the ambition. It's like oh it'd be nice to have this be like what I do to survive. Yes, is music. Although in hindsight, like wouldn't be working out too well for me right now. Yeah, um, no, that's, <laughs> I think it's definitely, 
not to say that I'm like making any money, but yeah. you, I mean, it puts it in, you know, everything's been put in perspective. Do you, did you have a specific vision for where, you know, if you arrived at a certain place, whatever that might be, that's what I'm asking about, that you would say, okay, I've closed the gap between what I pictured and what I wanted. What, what would that look like? Did you have that in mind? Yeah, I think, I think like, what I, at least, and there were some moments where I felt like I started to see it, but like, to me, it would be like, where like booking doesn't, I mean, one, it'd be nice like have someone else book for me, which I was felt like was sort of getting closer to, but now I've kind of lost focus or don't care. But those things, like the things that annoy me about doing this getting easier, I guess was sort of the, that's what I envisioned. That's really yeah. all I wanted. And, and like, I guess not having to like care, worry, like being assured that like, oh, we're gonna play a show and there's gonna be a nice amount of people there. And I don't have to worry about like getting shamed right. by some promoter or something like that would be nice not to feel that. Like, I don't know. Those are pretty small ambitions really to me, but yeah, I don't know. Just things getting easier. The, the, the dumb things about all this getting easier was sort of the, the goal to me or still is the goal, I guess. So you can just focus on the music and performing. Have you ever worked with a manager or a publicist or booking agent? Yeah, well, it was funny before all this shit started, I started like kind of working with this guy, Colin, to kind of help manage us. I don't know, but mm -hmm. he was, um, I don't know, he was like helping line up some press stuff and mm -hmm. like had some pretty good shows booked for us like in the summer that were supposed to happen. And so, yeah, yeah that was like, but that was like the first time. I finally tried to start doing that, but I mostly just did it because I kind of met him and thought he was a nice guy. Mm -hmm. um, but I've never really had anybody help too much with like the booking. Like we've done like use publicists for stuff, but like, I think that's another thing I've like, the conclusion I've reached throughout all of this is like, I just like, I don't think I would like do that again or like take money out of my own pocket. Work with the publicist? Yeah, or at least like, I don't know, we had a lot of like, or I felt a pretty like, I didn't feel like I had a lot of good experiences with it. Like, I didn't think it was like worth it in the uh -huh. end. And I like, and that's sort of like, I don't know, like the vibe I get from most people that are in that world is like, just kind of stupid and like a little gross sometimes. The publicists themselves or the artists who are involved with publicists? maybe both <laughs> uh -huh. yeah fair i mean like i think it's i understand it like of course like and it, and i certainly would like prefer to have someone like do all that shit yeah um but i guess like at the level i feel like we're at where it's like i still be like i'm doing most of the work yeah and then they someone passes it off to someone at a site or wherever and they just sort of like regurgitate the press release or something and then you like share it and you're like oh it got written about in this thing and then it's just like the thing you wrote basically there i don't mean i guess that's indicative too of just like where music journalism is at where it's like there's just like not a lot of room for like creative interesting writing anymore because all the sites are trying to get ads ad clicks you know so it's like yeah. there's not a whole lot of room for like a band that no one fucking knows about to put like effort into that story i mean like places like the reader will do it obviously but it's like mm -hmm. when you think about like i don't know like your stereo gums or whatever and pitchfork i don't know i don't want to talk too much shit about all that stuff but oh i would i would love to hear your thoughts on pitchfork it fucking sucks doesn't it <laughs> i feel like you should have had a British accent when you said that. <laughs> you're getting a bunch of hearts during this, so you're, it's clicking with people. Well, people love me. That's true. It's my publicist tells me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, I wanted to go 
more hearts, more hearts to come. People love you. It's confirmation. Um, see, it feels good to get clicks. Do you, I have a couple questions. Let me go back though, because I wanted to touch on something. You said part of what's been inspiring you lately is just seeing other artists and the way that their relationship with all this has been looking. Is there anybody in particular? Well, I don't know, like, maybe if I, I mean specifically, like, what artists have been doing during this period of time, but I think maybe, like, I've been really obsessed with this guy, Carson Mell, throughout all this, um, and he's, like, a writer, um, and he's made, like, a, these animated shorts, he used to make these animated shorts called Tarantula, but I've been, like, reading some of his books, and he made a movie a couple years ago, but I think, like, getting inspired by the artists who have, like, the lifers that, like, just slowly over time, just kind of build up their own crew of weirdos that love their shit. And yeah. like, and they kind of just are fueled by that. Uh -huh. And like, you know, like, they're not like maybe making a bunch of money or like getting written about constantly uh -huh. or praised by critics or whatever. But um, I don't know, I think that sort of like model is inspiring to me. And I feel like, What's that? A kind of like niche model? Yeah. Like focusing more on that and trying to find like our people or something as opposed yeah. to feeling like, oh, if the right person just like says uh, like I'm worth a shit, then everyone will just eat it up because right. they have to now because it's been appraised by like right. whoever. <laughs> Are there any music blogs that you visit or that you like these days? I do like uh, Aquarium Drunkard. Me too. I think they're good. Mm -hmm. um, what's the what, Gorilla versus Bear or whatever? Is that mm -hmm. one? That's I like them too. Uh -huh. Generally, um, I guess I don't know. There's a few journalists that I, like. I'll, sometimes I'll read their like their their own stuff they publish in their blog or Substack or whatever. It's this guy, Dan Ozzy, I kind of like. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's not, I, I, There are people I like that are like uh, music journalists and writers, but um, yeah, I don't want to be too negative about the whole field or something. But no, 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 no. This uh, this is this is sort of a a plug for the readers. Pretty good. Yeah, well, this is a plug for a previous episode. But Britt Julius, I don't know if you have you known. Know her? She's a music journalist. She's a writer, and she does a lot of music journalism for the Tribune and other uh, places. But she was talking about. She was on a few um, episodes ago, and she was talking about music journalism and how she's really worried that. Shoot, I forget the term for it. But papers like the Reader, that they're in danger um, of being lost, and and they have all the benefits that you're saying is that they're more likely to really dig and really not just be responding to the advertising dollars and dig for new artists. And um, it was a good interview. She had a good perspective on some stuff. Cool. Um, yeah, I've, I think I've read some of her articles in the in the trip. Yeah. I think she's written for the reader too, right? I th yeah, I think she has. She's she's pretty, uh, she's pretty in the know with the Chicago scene. Um, well, she hasn't written about my band. I, I bet she would. Um, let's, <laughs> so, okay, so to kind of follow the thread is that your, your relationship with this is shifting somewhat, your perspective is changing, some of that might be, I would guess, well, I don't know, it's, I don't know if this is worth saying, maybe it'll change as, you know, things change or things go back, um, you can get out there again, but what are you doing any writing? Are you doing any recording right now? Yeah, well, not so much right now, but I think around June, we started meeting up and playing together. And then into like July, we were playing a lot and we had like these songs that we've had for a while. And then we were just jamming a lot, just improvising. Uh -huh. And we had been like before all this started trying to like set up some dates with Dave Vitriano, mm -hmm. who you know, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I don't know. We kept putting it off, putting it off for obvious reasons. And then in July, we 
did a couple days with him in the studio and just like we kind of like cranked out these songs we had and then we just like improvised a bunch of shit and um i don't know we've got like a i think we have a we, have a, we made a record i guess is what i'm saying wow um, but uh sorry my wife's uh um yeah so yeah we we i guess we have done a lot of stuff like stuff throughout this I made a record, but I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> okay. it's not finished, I guess. Like we still have some little things to do with it, but I don't know. It was a lot of fun. It's like, it's my favorite thing we've ever done for sure. But, um, so yeah, I don't know. We've been like, we spent a good two months like playing a lot together and just like, like I was saying earlier, it's like just playing to play. Yeah. And it was felt so good. Uh, was it cathartic? Yeah. Especially like, when we first got back together, you know, like after yeah. a few months, it was like, I don't know. It was like um, taking a lot of drugs or something. Uh-huh. How did you guys <laughs> do it safely? Did you play outside or how did it look? Well, we just like, all of us, before we got back together, had like been tested recently. And we just, at first we wore masks and like played in our drummer's basement. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, like we were, certainly were on top of each other and we were, you know, like not sharing mics and things like that. And it, I don't know, it felt fine to me. And yeah, like we weren't like seeing anyone else besides ourselves, you know? Yeah. As far as I'm aware. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. It felt good. And I don't know, we were all enjoying it so much that I don't know, like, whether it was unsafe or not was going to stop us from like jamming together. But uh, that's kind of a shitty thing to say. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That was like a real bright spot. And the recording was a lot of fun. And I think we did it really safe. Like we all wore masks Mm -hmm. and kept our distance and cleaned equipment, all that stuff. So are you guys still practicing? No, Um, not recently. our drummer just moved to like, right after we finished recording, our drummer basically moved to Wyoming to take a job. Oh, so, so you're gonna have another shakeup? Maybe. I mean, I'd rather not, <laughs> but because we were having, oh, there he is. He just, just joined. Oh. Hi, Steve. I miss you. How? Um, yeah, I don't know. Right now, like, my thought is to like, maybe go back to uh, my roots and just like try to write some songs on an acoustic guitar. Uh-huh. And cause like the past few years, it's like, I was thinking the way I was, I've been writing, it's like everything has been very like based on having all these moving parts in the song, like yeah. really like, like writing songs as a band for a band. Uh-huh. So I'm, Right now, I'm like trying to challenge myself to figure out how to not how to like go back to not doing that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you you said you had stuff set up for the summer. What did you have? Uh, it. it sounds like your year was like you had some stuff lined up, it's like shows and things. Is that is that right? Yeah, yeah. Cancel. We had two tours that canceled. Oh, man. Like, the first tours where I, like, got some college gigs. So, like, theoretically, we were going to, like, make some money. Like, that was kind of my plan was to, like, do these tours and, and like, and pay for the studio time with that. And uh-huh. and then just, like, try to keep that going. Mm-hmm. Like, I was starting to think, like, maybe the next year or two, like, just tour off and on, make records each time mm-hmm. we come back and put more time into it than mm-hmm. I probably have in the past. Commit more. So yeah, and some like there's just, like little festival things we were gonna play, but I don't know. I think I'm over the morning period for that stuff at this point, but yeah, you know, I guess I don't know. I guess that sucks. <laughs> it it does suck. Um, I so this is the question that I had alluded to earlier, but I wanted to ask about you and your wife Jan. You guys are both musicians. You play in the band together, and I'm really curious what that looks like when you have a couple. Is she, is she right there? Is she mm-hmm. taking faces at you? Yeah. Um, 
that, uh, you know, what does that look like? How does that work? How does that work between you guys? Is it ever tough? Is it It's like Fleetwood Mac. It's like Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> Just blowing a bunch of coke and getting <laughs> mad at each other. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I think, like, we're the antithesis of the stereotype where it's just like pretty easy peasy and uh -huh. I don't know. We just, I don't know. It feels natural. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, it's, it's really nice. Usually process. I mean, we'll like get on each other's ass a little bit sometimes if we like disagree a little bit, but about where like a part or a transition or something, but yeah, I don't know. It's actually, it's been pretty pleasant over these, many years now that we've been playing together and mm -hmm. you know did you meet in a musical yeah. context what's that did you meet like in a music music way yeah coleslaw actually introduced us and um he was working with uh jen at the time and i was making my first i guess the first curls record at the time was a little ep that we were recording in a Will's old uh, warehouse, the warehouse spot, the dusty. Division. Was that the dusty palace? What was it called? Yeah, the dusty palace. Yeah, the dusty palace. Was that the one on the um, Yeah, the one that was like, what was that over like off a of Costner or something? I don't remember. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I he uh, I I wanted someone to play horns on the record, and and he like brought up Jen, and I was like, yeah, you should bring her over, and um. Yeah, so we met that that way. She came and just like recorded with us, mm -hmm. and then I like was pretty enamored with her playing and her as a person. Uh -huh. And uh, yeah, asked her to join the band, and then uh, yeah, just kind of went from there. That's so sweet. What did she yeah, say? Like, we didn't hear you, Jan. She was saying a boy, <laughs> very very lewd. So yeah, that's a nice thing. Yeah, you guys, do you live with anybody else besides each other? Just the dogs. How, how, uh, how are you guys doing as sort of a family? Are you, is it, I think it would be really hard to live by yourself during all this. Some people, are, I think it would be hard uh, for a lot of people. I mean, do you guys, how do you interact or how do you, I guess, support each other? <clears throat> Sorry. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think we just have, what? Okay. Um, I don't know. It's pretty like natural with us. Like, I don't know. We'd like check in with each other each day, yeah. <laughs> make sure we're doing okay. Um, I don't know, like, it's just, it's nice. I mean, like, we just, we enjoy each other, which is, yeah. so, yeah. yeah, I mean, it feels nice. I mean, I think, like, throughout this, like, an interesting, like, our dog got really sick before all this started, and uh, has kind of, she's kind of doing better now, but, like, I think that's been something that sort of, like, brought us into a real connected zone throughout all this. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, yeah it's been kind of nice like it's almost like it's a good sign i think usually in a relationship like when you find new way like when you get closer even when it's been like however many years you still find ways to kind of like grow closer to a person yeah as opposed to obviously going the other way but yeah i think like taking care of our dog throughout all of this has been like this sort of connecting bond that's helped put things in perspective a little bit, you know? Yeah. And like not getting too caught up in the dread because we like got to take care of this beautiful totally. dog. And it keeps you on a schedule and um, just a companionship, yeah. I'm sure. Is there anything, you know, that you wanted to, to talk about or share with the, the, the listeners? David's horsing around. Um, <laughs> or, Anything you, I don't know, anything that you wanted to check in on? Um, oh, I, well, I wanted to, I found this tape. I think I posted it. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so Diva. I wanted to share that. Thanks. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, 
I guess like I could share, I was thinking like some things that have made me feel a little bit better at times. Yeah, definitely. Like small things that I do. Yes. Uh, well, uh, I get high and play guitar. That uh -huh. makes me feel really good. Smoke some weed, play guitar. Um, I think uh, meditating, that's good. Mm -hmm. I've been like putting on some Laraji and just sit there with that for like 30 minutes. Uh -huh. You're listening to Laraji. Am I cutting off? No, I can hear you. I'm just listening. Okay. Yeah, uh, listen to Laraji and just like sit there silently. That makes me feel good. <sighs> trying to think of other things that have been positive. Yeah, I don't know. Reading a good book. That's yeah. been nice. Take walks. Um, I don't know. Running. Go out and take a run, even if you're fat, like me. <laughs> That's not, that's not an easy thing to do is start running. Did you have like, were you like just five minutes and then I can go back home? Or how did you? I think that's, I think I realized like how much I've lost my mind that I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to run. Because <laughs> I don't like running, but yeah, I don't know. I just think I've reached a point where it's like, I need to like do something to like beat the shit out of myself or something. Yeah. But in a way where like, I feel good after it always, always, yeah. always, right? Because it's like the release and the endorphins. But mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's an, yeah. Beat the shit out of yourself once in a while, physically. <laughs> you could you, you could pull back on Twitter? What's I, pull back on Twitter? I have so many clients who, and it's almost always Twitter that like causes them great distress. Yeah. And, Sometimes I think the solution is to just reduce it a little bit. Yeah, I should probably do that. But like, I guess like I was saying, like, it also brings me joy. Yeah. To like, post something really dumb. Yeah. Somebody else thinks it's funny or totally. I love it for comedy. Yeah, that's positive about it. And that's one positive about it. But um, yeah, overall, like, sometimes I just think, like, all of Twitter is, like, some sort of psyop to just get people angry, <laughs> you know, because it's, like, things on there will be so heinous and, like, ignorant and stupid that you're just, like, okay, this, like, has to be the CIA. This right. Just posting this to, like, drive us fucking insane um, while, like, the government ruins everything. I don't know. <laughs> this is a very, it, very emotional space. Um, yeah, it can be. I was gonna, I'll take the moment to say this, but I've been doing, and this has also been really helpful to me, but as it gets colder, I've been doing this uh, online, you know, there's a guy, I'm gonna put him up on my Instagram later, but he does online workout classes like a few times a week. And you do them as a group, you know, everyone's kind of like cameraed in, you don't have to show your camera, but. But something like that, I'm just adding to your list of things, recommending to people as the winter goes on, because exercising is like, I think it really does a lot for your mental health. It, it does do a lot for your mental health and just. Yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I definitely miss seeing the curls. You guys always put on a very fun show and it always sounds great. Thank you. Um, and I'm looking forward to hearing what you've been working on this year. Yeah, I almost wanted to send you a little clip. There's there's a couple this to play, but then I was remembering when Coleslaw did that with you and how it was kind of... Sounds you know, not great. <laughs> not <laughs> to say that Coleslaw's music didn't sound good, but no, I was somebody... thinking it might be annoying for people to have to sit here and watch us sit here and listen to something, but... Yeah, I I am excited about it. I think I think you'd like it. <laughs> I think a few. I think the right people will like this. Um, yeah. Oh, and I did want to bring up. I posted it. It was kind of a joke, but I was having this weird thought of like. So I I posted like I wanted to talk about how Paul Giamatti is like my best friend now. Yeah. Um, but I was having this sort of like, sort of a bleak thought, but it also kind of made me laugh and feel good. Was like. I was like, I, cause I, I like watched this show billions 
that he's on. I like watched through like five seasons of it. And then I was watching this other show called Lodge 49 that he like pops up in uh-huh. unexpectedly. And I was thinking like the amount of time that I've sort of like spent with Paul Giamatti, mm-hmm. like watching him and feeling like, yeah, is like more than I've spent with like most people that I <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah. So Paul Giamatti is like my best friend now. That's nice. I hope he might be watching or maybe he'll, he'll watch. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know if I, what else there is to say. Um, yeah, it's been a weird year. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's like a, yeah, I don't know. I don't need to go like too much deeper into that, but. <laughs> Well, we can, I mean, this it probably feels like a natural winding down point then. Um, yeah. Thank you. Uh, thanks a lot for being on the show and for kind of sharing about, I think it's been really interesting to hear both what your experience has been like this year. And it's also been interesting to hear just what your relationship with your music and your music career has felt like and changed. So I definitely appreciate you like uh, talking about that. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. I, it's an honor. I was, I feel like a few times I was like gonna message you about doing it, but then I got too scared. So I was glad that you reached out. <laughs> oh, for sure. You're definitely, I mean, there's so, you're, of course, of course you're on, on the list. There, there's so many people on the list. So many people in so little time, although who knows how much time. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to say goodbye, but uh, I don't think I can X you out. So can you see yourself out? <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye, Jan. Thank you, Vic. All right, bye. <laughs> All right, let him X out. Thank you guys for watching and for sticking around. Um, I'm going to be back next Saturday with Roy Kinsey is going to be on. Um, same time, 2.30. And uh, let's see, what else did I want to share? Oh. I'm putting together Music Therapy Presents Halloween. Um, I didn't want to put Mick on the spot and ask him then, but um, hopefully he'll agree and some other really great guests have agreed and I'm still working on it uh, to play a cover song because I really love Halloween. Um, hey Seema, I really love Halloween um, and all the cover bands people do. I really know that's going to be missed. So in a small part, I thought I wanted to create a little bit of a show where people come on, they play a cover song, maybe they dress as the person they're covering, or they dress up kind of fun or something like that. It will be October 30th, Friday night. Um, and hopefully it just feels like a place where we can all hang a little bit and uh, listen to some music and be together. Um, that's about it. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining. If you missed any of it and want to go back, it'll be on IGTV, it'll be on the podcast and on my YouTube channel. I hope you guys are doing well and I miss you, and uh, I'll be back next week on Saturday.